Okay, I think we can get started. How's it going, guy? Hey, Mod. Doing well. Um, had a few things I wanted to talk about slash give an update on today. So, firstly, wanted to address this uh, general phenomenon of whether it's, uh, you know, community members, stockholders, contributors, etc., not really knowing what's going on in terms of what's getting built, why it's getting built, and when it's expected to ship. I think that the the dev calls that we started over the last few weeks have been extremely helpful uh, in that regard, in terms of it, it really feels like, you know, we're all starting to collectively row in a similar direction and, and figure out what that direction should be. But still think there are a couple things that uh, could be improved in terms of you know, informing everyone uh, what's happening. So, you know, one way I think about the structure of the Beanstalk community is, is sort of like concentric circles to some extent, where, you know, some some folks towards the inside of the circle are, you know, the folks who are joining, the 20, 30 folks that are joining all of these calls and, and staying tuned in. But don't think it's necessarily realistic to expect uh, all stockholders or community members to do so. And so, this is why I sort of think of how, you know, as someone who spends not that much time thinking about the Ethereum roadmap, even I still know that, you know, the Ethereum Shanghai upgrade is the one that will enable withdrawals and is expected to ship within, you know, the next uh, quarter or so. And think that there's a lot of value in, uh, you know, coining terms for all of these different upgrades, whether it's Beanstalk, uh, other contracts we're deploying like Wells, etc., and, you know, we can debate to what extent Beanstalk Farms should be the one creating the memes and narratives. But I think that at, at minimum, we could be doing a better job of, uh, you know, creating the foundation for the, the memes and narratives to emerge, uh, if you will. And I think that starts with uh, giving these projects all of these different things that are being worked on uh, better names. So uh, don't really have any a concrete update there, but just wanted to let it be known that that's something I've been thinking about. Uh, on the other, one other access to like people knowing what's going on is is the extent to which we're sharing when things are expected to ship. You know, I don't know if it was a uh, you know heart heartburn from the barn raise process or, but it sort of feels like there has been this cultural drift to some extent amongst people working on Beanstalk about uh, not necessarily sharing uh, concretely when things are expected to ship and. Uh, Think that that's not really optimal per se. So, feel comfortable saying today, you know, just to preemptively answer, uh, when wells, uh, you know, assuming when wells means the passage of a BIP that whitelists a bean ETH well and updates the Beanstalk Oracle, is looking like sometime in May at this point. Uh, I think that the happy path uh, at the moment, you know, assuming audits take exactly how long we expect them to take, you know, development takes exactly how long we think it's going to take it's probably looking like a happy path would probably be something like early May at this point. And, you know, if, if we could be more specific, uh, we would, but uh, that's, you know, based on the information we have at the moment. So those are a few thoughts I wanted to share on, uh, you know, the extent to which community members, contributors, et cetera, know what's going on. Um, a couple other things I'll mention, uh, you know, last week, uh, Ishan from Scribe came and presented uh, about what they 
would be proposing to work on in the Beanstalk ecosystem from a marketing perspective. And we had met with them this week. Uh, I think uh, many of the folks at Beanstalk Farms are extremely excited to work with them. And it's probably looking like, you know, they'll be able to start uh, start work on what they intend to within the next next couple of weeks or so. And probably the long-term vision of that is them proposing to form their own uh, organization via BIPs, similar to how Beanstalk Farms work. But uh, in the near term, just to reduce friction, it looks like uh, Beanstalk's, Beanstalk Farms will probably be funding them. Oh, well, one, of the, one other thing I, I meant to mention with regards to what's, no, what's going on, this is sort of why we also, uh, or in part, why we also made all of the engineering channels public. So for folks who didn't see my message yesterday in Discord, uh, all of the engineering and ecosystem development channels uh, that are happening in this Discord, at least, uh, are now public and read-only for any farmers. So, uh, I mean... Not really any synthesis going on. Synthesis going on there in terms of uh, letting people know what's getting worked on, but at least the data is uh, available there for people to, you know, get a sense themselves. And it sort of seems like a, a no-brainer in retrospect, uh, in my mind. Uh, the last thing I'll add is just that, uh, you know, the dev call as usual is being hosted an hour from now after the end of the down meeting, uh, and believe that. You know, there are a couple different things we want to cover. It seems like in practice, we're only able to get to one in most cases. But uh, this time, hoping to cover, uh, you know, how we should be thinking about the trade-offs of, you know, forcing uh, Beanstalk native assets like pods and deposits to conform to existing ERC standards. And what would the trade-off be versus, uh, you know, proposing our own, if you will. So... There's a lot there, but uh, and a few different topics, but uh, yeah, I wanted to share those thoughts. Thank you, Guy. And you've shared a few things here, so I'm just going to pause for a minute, see if um, any of the folks have questions about this before we move to development. All right, development. How's it going, Sarah Chad? Good, Maud. How are you? All is well here. Awesome. Um, I'm going to drop a pretty big message in the Barnyard chat and then just talk through some of these updates. This is a list of uh, the PRs and development side stuff that we've been working on the past week or so. Um, as, uh, as Guy mentioned, you know, we've opened up all of the dev channels. So a lot of the related conversations around these things is is not publicly viewable. So feel free to give those a read. And if you have questions or want to jump into the conversation, uh, just let one of us know and uh, happy to answer. So just to start on the UI side, um, so two new contributions uh, from new contributors this week, actually. So Uncool Zero uh, is working on the ability to transfer uh, farm balances, uh, on, which will be on the, the Beanstalk UI. That PR is in review currently, so that should ship soon. Uh, Tansan, who's a new contributor, is working on some upgrades to charting, including on the pod market page, as well as on some of the analytics charts. Uh, so welcome to both of them. And then in the background, Marshall and Albion have been working on uh, the Wells UI, which is uh, going to be you know, released with Wells here in the coming month or two, uh, as well as getting that hooked up to uh, the actual Wells uh, contract side. Um, I missed a couple of things here. Cujo has been working very hard on the Wells subgraph, 
which is largely complete at this point. Uh, and then in addition, working on some upgrades to our other subgraphs, notably the bean subgraph, which will hopefully allow us to have things like historical data from from pre-replant uh, included in those uh, in those data sets. Uh, bean Sama is also working as well in the background on the claim and do X functionality across all of the different uh, different forms. In terms of uh, upcoming BIPs, so we talked a bit about this on the previous call, so I'll kind of omit some of the details, but Pizza Man has pushed his grown stock per BDV uh, PR, which is currently in review uh, and sort of final gas optimization and, and tweaking with myself and Pilius and Breen and, and the rest of the team. So our goal right now is to get that merged in with uh, Breen's zero withdrawal changes. Um, I, if Breen's here, uh, it doesn't look like he's here right now, but if he hops in, uh, I'll have him give an update on that process. But in summary, uh, we've sort of wrapped up, uh, you know, basically found a solution on the zero withdrawal front and Breen has got that implemented and expect to get those all sort of merged together and prepared for, for audit and then BIP uh, this week. Sorry, to, to be clear, it, uh, we probably won't actually push it to, to audit this week, but uh, the PRs will be ready. On the, the well side, a lot of stuff going on. So uh, after some feedback from, from Halborn, we uh, implemented some functions within the well to support fee on transfer tokens. Uh, KXO has shipped a new feature which allows gas optimized swaps between wells when using pipeline. So this allows pipeline to be used as a as a gas efficient router for multi multi token trades, uh, much like what the Uniswap router uh, does, though with, with some notable differences. So that's uh, there's a PR out for that. We've got a number of people working on gas optimizations and testing and and security related things, just uh, kind of looking across the code base. And then uh, Publius is working on uh, aquifer testing and and finalizing pumps. Couple other things that are going on, um, some sort of side projects. Moon has begun work on a stable swap pricing function for Wells, uh, just sort of getting the the groundwork laid out there, so we could you know hopefully have that ready to go uh, sometime after uh, soon after Wells launches. Uh, new contributor Bitinv, who I don't I don't think is here with us right now, uh, but has been working on some internal tooling uh, that will help monitor transactions and pipeline and just kind of see what what activity is being uh, is occurring there. Uh, another new contributor, Circuit Breaker, has been working on some uh, tooling related to uh, the contract side uh, continuous integration that we do on GitHub. So basically, uh, whenever we push code, there will be some new scripts that run to help, uh, you know, verify that the code is safe and, and things like that. Uh, there's an AI documentation chatbot, um, which is currently in development. Uh, I believe uh, Crypto Wizard is working on that. And then, uh, yeah, had some conversations with, with uh, Scribe3 just about the, the marketing-related stuff. So that's a bit of a, a, bit of a brain dump. Um, happy to answer any questions, but needless to say, lots going on and uh, pretty excited about all the new, the new contributors who are with us. So thanks to everybody who's been pushing code. Thank you, Chad. And I'm going to also pause here for a bit, see if uh, any, any of uh, those who are with us today have any questions. OK. Um, Sweet Red Beans uh, couldn't uh, be with us today, but he left a message um, that I'm going to read out. Um, so they're working uh, on basically um, a UX strategy. 
um, that will be uh, laid out or, or, or put out in two phases. And the first phase is going to involve enabling users to compose common flows together directly into the forms on the site. So an example, or, or that's an extension of um, today where you can claim and then you can claim and plant or you can claim and do you know, some, some other, um, other transaction. Um, the second phase that will follow with that, it will be to build a more general transaction composer, which will then enable um, you know, users to freely compose any, any source of arbitrary um, transactions. Um, their stretch goal is to finish the first phase of the UI design um, within, within the next week. Um, and then the, the second phase will be the primary focus um, um, for, the, for, the, for the next week, or so the week's next. And then if anyone has any questions, feel free to DM, uh, shoot them a DM directly. And uh, maybe I incorrectly say that you can claim and plant now, but you can't do that now, but you will be able to do it soon. Okay. Um, Publius, any, any thoughts or comments uh, on your end? Not, not in particular on this end. Uh, just uh, working to try to get a wells out as soon as possible and uh otherwise uh n nothing uh nothing worth spending time on in this context yeah i think we will have a lot to discuss and i was during the the def call and and sarah chad just mentioned that the, the last dev call or the Oracle-related dev call was, was very important for the development of Wells, and they look forward, as everyone else, for more, for more of these calls. And we welcome everyone to come and contribute again in these, in these development calls. OK, um, going to pause again, see if anyone has any question about anything you know, being Soc-related. So whether we discussed it today or on another day, or you know, it has never been discussed. Um, feel free to unmute yourself or just drop in a message in the bar in your chat and I'll, I'll read it I'll read it loud. And Harry asks, how is the well or the audit of the wells going? Yeah, I can, I can speak to the, the wells audit. So uh, in summary, right now we have two auditors looking at it. We've got Halborn uh, and Sifrin who are both uh, doing their own independent uh, research. And then we may have some other folks come in and, and take a look at it in the coming weeks as well, but that's TBD. Um, I'm going back and forth with Halborn as they're wrapping up their side. So we've taken some feedback from them, like I mentioned, on the uh, fee on transfer tokens. But uh, generally, everything is looking good. I'm, I'm hoping they have a report to us this week, but you know, it, it kind of comes down to their timeline there. So we'll keep everybody posted. And my expectation is to see something from them in the next few days. Uh, and then Cifrin has done sort of their initial audit of, or is in progress with the, the audit of sort of the core Wells code. And then the next thing up is for us to deliver them uh, the final aquifer code and the pump code, which uh, as you know, per the dev call this week is, is something that we're still iterating on and sort of deciding what the right configuration values look like. Um, but hoping to have that, you know, to them and, and all wrapped up in, in the next week or so. Chad, can you share a little bit more about the idea of a fee on token transfer? What's what's the reasoning behind that? Yeah, great question. So, uh, some tokens on on Ethereum charge a or or program to charge a fee 
when transferring. So uh, there aren't many major tokens that actually do this, but there are some, for example, uh, Tether, which uh, are designed so that a fee could be enabled. And what this would look like is, you know, I send you 100 Tether, uh, but when I execute that uh, transaction on chain, uh, a portion of my transfer actually just gets transferred to Tether, basically. So, you know, maybe like it's, you know, 0.3% or something like that, in which case you would receive less than the amount that I had specified to transfer. Uh, and this creates a lot of problems for uh, AMMs like like Wells and uh, Uniswap also has a, a pretty significant amount of code related to this because the amount of tokens that the well holds uh, now no longer matches up with the transfer uh, sort of calls that are made to transfer the tokens. And so you have to do some extra math and extra computations in order to account for that. So we've come up with, with sort of our approach to how we're going to solve this. And, you know, in summary, it's going to look like uh, the sort of base swap functions don't take into account uh, tokens that, that charge fees. And for the cases where you're trading on wells that that do have tokens that that have these fees, you have to use a different function. Um, and we've we've tweaked the the logic in the wells a little bit such that in cases where a fee gets enabled after the fact or something like that, uh, it doesn't cause a security issue. So a lot of lot of nuance there, but um, you know I think our position is that generally these fee on transfer tokens don't really make sense, and there's a lot of ways to navigate around a, a token that tries to impose a fee, um, and so we don't really expect this to ever be a an issue uh, in in practice, but. It's something that is technically feasible, and there is at least some precedent for on chain. So, uh, particularly after Halborn's recommendation, decided to you know dig a little bit more into it this past week. Thank you, thank you for the detailed answer, Champ. All right, um, one more minute just to make sure if any anyone else has a question or or a topic that they'd like to discuss. Otherwise, we can conclude this meeting. And as a reminder, on top of the hour, the development call uh, starts. Okay, thank you all for joining us today and we'll see you next week.